speaking to me through his word. And then we go, well, Lord, if you really want me to go on that mission trip, make it snow in July and I'll know it's from you, you know, or something like that. But I tell you what, what would happen if God said go and we said yes? Yes is the answer. He says give. Yes is the answer. I believe that God could do so much more through us. And when we live below our spiritual heritage by not following what God has for us. He still loves us. He'll still work in our life and all those things. But, man, I want to be on point. How about you guys? Just popped in my mind. How many people remember working on cars and trucks when you had to set the timing? Some of the guys remember that? You had to set the timing so everything would fire just right. And, man, sometimes if, I, I used to have this old 68 Chevelle. What is the, uh, the, the law where you can't get the ticket no more or something? I don't know. What do they call that, the reach back? Statue of limitations. I'll tell you a little story here. But I had this 68 Chevelle, and, and I had two little marks on a distributor that you could turn. One was like around town driving, and one was like, we're going to get down on this thing. So I remember I had that thing switched like that. And I had a friend of mine with me, and she was riding shotgun. And I said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to get out of the side of the car. I was down on Windmill Point down there. I mean, it's a long road down there. I said, all I need you to do is hit it when I'm out here. So I got the hood open on the side of the car, and I'm adjusting. And she goes, whoa. I said, that's not it. Whoa. I said, all right. Finally got it, man. That thing was ready. I said, I'm going to burn some tires. Now, it was an automatic, all right? Now, my other vehicle that I had been driving a lot was a 67 Ford truck, three on the tree that you had to hold on to the bottom of the steering wheel to push the clutch down. And I had been driving that back and forth to work, but then I was in my play toy. So I had my friend over there. I said, listen, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to be cool. And I had one of those little ratchet shifters, even though it was automatic, right? Click, click, click. Oh, man, I'm telling you, I'm cheesy. That thing is smoking, burning. I'm going. And for whatever reason, I had a flashback that I was in my truck. So I got it floored. And you know when you, when you got an automatic, you don't need to, to like hit the clutch because it's not one. And I slammed my left foot down on the brake and went in the second gear and pulled it. So I went. It looked something like this. And she's like, what are you doing? I said, I thought I was in my truck still. See, we get in life sometimes, we get in the wrong vehicle, don't we? You know, we get in life sometimes, we get in the wrong vehicle, thinking, man, we need to be praying and moving forward, but we're stopping and starting and stopping and starting. God says, go. We said, no, go, no, go. We give a lot of excuses. I didn't have an excuse. I was just like, uh, I guess I'm just dumb on that. <laughs> you know, sometimes this is one of those things. But, you know, a lot of times in our spiritual walk, we come up with a lot of excuses. So I want to kind of pick through a few things here today and just study on the life of Moses. I think everybody remember Moses. He had a lot of different things going on in his background. I mean, he grew up in the palace. He found out that he was a, a, a Israelite. And, and, and then he found out he wanted to, to go back with his people. And we also know that in the midst of that, he was, a, you know, before he found out all that, he was, he was right, the Pharaoh's right-hand man, the chosen guy. And he was over many things. And as God revealed things in his life, he's like, man, I'm working against my people. How many know sometimes we don't always follow the Lord the best? And we also know in the midst of all those things, that's an amen right there. All that popping and snapping. We're going to leave that at the old building, too, but we won't have that in the new building, I hope. I hope. So he goes in, in the midst of one of his uh, work jaunts through there. He sees somebody abusing one of his people. And he didn't really respond great. He ended up killing a man. He looked to the left, he looked to the right, and he killed a man. And you think, my goodness, how could God use a man so mightily with a mistake like that? 
Well, I'm going to tell you what. As we walk through there today, we might not ever have killed anyone, but we sure have missed a mark. But God can still use us even in the midst when we turn our life back to him. So no excuses. Look at somebody say, no excuses. I'm going to let God use me this week. And if you let him use him this week, you might as well keep going the rest of your life. Amen. So look at this. One of the things he had here, let's jump on in. We're going to walk through about five different things. Amen. Let's do it. Let's take a look here. So the Lord's speaking to Moses. And I'm going to kind of bring us up to speed on what's going on. But Moses replies to the Lord. The Lord's telling him, hey, look, I'm going to send you in. I want you to rescue my people. I'm going to use you to bring my people out. They've been in captivity for about 400 years. It's time for them to come home. We're going to use you. Would you think that's a little overwhelming for you if the Lord said that? Me? Well, the first thing he says is this. But Moses replies, please, Lord, send someone else, don't he? We do that all the time. Hey, we want somebody to head this up. They go, ah. You know, that's a good job for Brian. That's a good job for Michael. That's a good job for Miss Georgia we, or whoever. You know, we just say, well, I don't know. But that's what we're going to get. We're going to kind of unpack a few things. So look at this. Excuse number one. All right. That's where we're going to get to, but we're going to start right here. Look at this. Exodus 7, 7, kind of walking through the story. Moses was 80 years old and Aaron was 83 when he had made their demands to Pharaoh. Think about this. I don't care what age or stage you're in in your life, you can't really use that as an excuse. We want to. I'm going to tell you what. So many times, we, I, I'm too old. I was thinking about this today. I remember when I first got into ministry, I felt like I was too young. They're not going to listen to me. And then there was a time that I was just trying to keep my head above water. And now sometimes I think, man, I might be too old to relate to stuff. So when is the good time to do whatever God's called you to do? I believe it's now. I believe in that moment, right now, you're not surprising God. You're not, you're not scaring God going, oh, I don't know if they could. You know, as we rely on God, work in your now. Amen. So take a look at this. Just like I said, I'm too old. I'm too young. I can't make a difference. Has anybody else felt like that? I'm the only one. It's kind of lonely out there. Anybody out there? Y'all put a text on there if you did. I, I thought about that. and I, I, I kind of just mentioned that a little bit. I remember when I was growing up. The magic number seemed to be 18. I was foolish enough to tell my dad in his house, well, when I'm 18, I don't even know what I said after that. I think I blacked out or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what happened after that because I was seeing stars saying, what? Don't let that stop you, you know? Well, he, <laughs> he had a way with words. I think that's what he was saying. I'm not sure. But anyway, you know, we think we're too young. We think, you know what? Hey, when I get a little bit older, and how many know about this? I don't know about you guys. I know Grandma never lied. She said, when you get older, time flies, doesn't it? It just seems to go by. Man, if you, if you got Christmas time coming around and you thought you were going to get that superhero or that bicycle or that doll baby and you didn't get it, and they said, well, maybe next year. You're like, what? Next year? Next year? Right? <laughs> now you go, okay, that's fine. Next year. Because you blink and it's like, man, it's this time going by. But then sometimes we think that we're too old. I work with folks all the time. And, and I remember, I've worked with guys that I've worked with for years. I've been at the same job coming up for 35 years. And a lot of the guys, I, I mean, I've known my buddies 20, 30 years, some of the guys. You know? And I know we're getting old because we tell the same story over and over. Well, I, I tell, we start out with the same story. Then we try to make it better. <laughs> it ain't no better. Right? You remember when? You remember when? You know, when you're spending more time talking about what you used to do, 
you probably need to look up a little bit. But, you know, it's nothing bad reflecting there. But you know what? A lot of times, what? I can't do that no more. I can't do that no more. You know what? Our physical body sometimes says, you can't do that no more. How many people have been getting ready for uh, getting their flower garden straight and all that good stuff? You're probably thinking, I can't do that no more. <laughs> you know what? God has blessed you with other people that can help you do that, right? So, you know what? It's not bad to lean on some folks. But in the kingdom of God, never think that you're too young or too old. I tell you what, I, I, I talk to young folks sometimes. I mean, real young folks. They get it early. They get it early. Never discount that. And I tell you what, sometimes I think they get us faster than us because they, they, they're, they're pure, you know. But, man, once we've been in the world for 30 years, whew, you got some overcoming to do, don't you? you got a lot of questions. You're trying to fix it and everything else. But I, I believe that, you know what, we're never too young or too old to make a difference. Let's keep on rolling. How about this one? I'm single. I can't make a difference. What I know about uh, uh, relationships, I'm single. Right? What about I'm married? I, I, I can't relate to folks that, that are single. Well, you were single before. Right? I, I'm just saying these are a lot of things over here that we try to just reason our way out. You guys are going to be so beat down before we leave here. I'm going to have to come up with something nice to encourage you with. It. Stick with me. It's going to be all right. But I'm just wondering, have you ever thought that? I said, man, we think it's just too many things that, that we can't possibly be able to be used. Another excuse, another excuse. But you know what? I learned a lot of things when I was single. How about you guys? I learned a lot of things I'm married. I'm learning even more that I've been married 24 years now. It's not about me. It's not about me. You know? And not only that, that's just in relationships. But you know what? I'm, I'm learning even more and more every day that, you know what, I need to treat my wife like Christ dealt with the church, right? I, you know, I, I think about that. I don't know when you guys have a birthday or maybe if you guys have a, uh, uh, I don't know, birthday, anniversary, thing like that. You kinda, do you all reflect on those things? I was thinking, I took Denise out, got her some flowers and stuff. I'm thinking, I'm getting away real cheap after this woman's put up with me for 24 years, right? I'm just saying, I was going back and maybe I can make this year a little bit better. You know, but you know how I do that? The only way I know to do that is get closer to God. See, the more I love God, the better he's going to show me how to love my friends, my family, my wife, my church family, all those different things. And I think right there would be a good place for all of us to dig in. I think that'd be a really good place for us to dig in. And, and here's something else. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. I'm just seeing this. You guys can help me see if this is true. If you got a situation in your life, it's good to talk to some people. It's really good to talk to people that love you. It's really good to talk to people that have been down that path and people that are believers that will talk and speak from God's perspective. But I'm going to tell you what happens is so many times is that so many times that we talk that we just, we just yell it out. Tell everybody our problem. Everybody our problem. And I just want to let you know this just 54 years ago. Everybody doesn't have your best interest in mind. And that's a shame. But I will tell you this. God always has your best interest. Amen. God always has that. So let's keep on rolling. Everybody, so we, we're just knocking excuses out left and right. All right. Let's see what else we got. How about this? Oh, it's just not a good time right now. It's just not a good time right now. You know, you invite people to church and everything. I, I've had people going to come here. Uh, they said, as soon as I get this room addition, I'm going to start coming to church. They could have built a village by now. They could have built a skyscraper by now, you know, and you turn around and say, well, as soon as I get it, because it's always going to be one more thing. 
It's always going to be something else. But I'm going to tell you what, if it's a priority, you'll, you'll be here. I understand that things come up. You know what I mean? I understand that. But I'll tell you what, the best time is now. When I think about my life, and I, I say this, you know, the guys, I say this many times, the guys tease the dad, man, you're talking like you're checking out. I don't know, but I know where I'm going. I just want to be effective with the time that God's given me. I just want to be effective with the time God's given me. How about you guys? I, I want people to know about Jesus. I want people to know about Jesus. Pastor Nick and them have been praying this week. He said, I pray that there's a soul saved for every seat that's in that new building. And then you have to get another building. Woo, bring it on. I'm ready for that. Come on. Because that's what it's about. You can't take your money with you. You can't take your Cadillac with you. You can't take your car with you. I'm not preaching against stuff. But you know what you can take with you? A whole lot of people with Jesus, right? That's what it's all about. Winning souls for Christ. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's something else. I'm just not qualified. Man, <laughs> I fit that bill. How about y'all? Just not qualified in those things. What things? A lot of things. But you know this? Here's, here's the whole thing. As we go, God continues to feed into us and show us things so that, you know what? We get qualified in Christ. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. So we've already established it doesn't matter what age you are or what stage you're in. God can still use you. Amen. We got, I'm going to hit that again. It doesn't matter what age we're at, what stage we're at, God can still use us. Amen. Amen. Oh, good. Y'all are ready now. Now we're going on excuse number two. All right. How about this? Look what he uses here in Exodus 12, uh, 10, 2, 12. After looking in all directions, remember I told you he had took that man's life. He said, to make sure no one was watching, Moses killed the Egyptian and hid the body in the sand. We all have past regrets that we try to brush under the rug and everything else. And I don't think you've got to put them on the, on the billboard either. And if you ever want them on a billboard, just run for office. They'll help you out with that. Amen? <laughs> they will. <laughs> you know? You find out you might not be able to be a dog catcher if you grew up in my neighborhood. I don't know. But I'm just saying, God is in the forgiving business. So look at this. Allowing guilt to guide us instead of God. If we allow guilt to guide us, do you think you're going to get to your destination that God has for you? Because we're going to be looking backwards so much and we're going to be feeling so bad and we're going to beat ourselves up so much that we're never going to be able to get our eyes on the Lord. We need to be looking toward the Lord. I said there's forgive, forgiveness and freedom. There is freedom and forgiveness. But not only that, we need to be allowing God to guide us instead of the guilt to shame us. Now, I'm not saying we don't have no conscience. I think when God points to something in our life, we should be quick to repent and get back in the game. I think when, when others sin against us, God's desire is for us to forgive them. That doesn't mean we agree with the offense, like I always said, but we agree that we're not going to allow that to continue to shackle us to regrets. And everybody's been through different things, and I know that it takes the Lord to heal those situations. I understand that, and God is the one, and God is willing. But so many times, we allow a lot of things to guide us, but one thing that we really have to look to is it God that's guiding us in our steps? Is it God that's working in there? How about this? Stop being a prisoner to your past. You know anybody like that? Maybe the person in the mirror. Yeah, I used to. Yeah, I want to. Well, I could, but I can't because of this, right? Let's read that again. After looking in all directions to make sure no one was watching, Moses killed the Egyptian and hid the body in the sand. I'm not telling you that God's light on, on sin. I'm telling you that God can still use your life, even if there's past mistakes, if you'll turn it over to him. Amen? 
God can continue to work in your life. Hey, there's going to be some scar tissue. That's what I call it. You're still, you're still going to have to deal with some different things. But I'm going to tell you what, you're not going to be alone. But so many times we spend our life being prisoners of our past. I've talked to people that went through a bad relationship. I'm not minimizing that. I'm just going to do that. And it's, yeah, I've been dealing with this divorce. I said, okay. How long have you been divorced? Oh, about seven years. Seven years? Seven years. I know those things are painful and things like that. But I believe God wants to use you in those seven years. I believe that he can heal you in those seven years. I believe that he'll put people in your life. Maybe he's going to use you to, to speak into somebody else's life. I'm not minimizing that. You know, I'm not minimizing that. Oh, you know what somebody said to me? I can't believe they said that to me at church the other day. Well, when was it? Oh, about, I don't know, about three months ago. <laughs> three months ago. I don't even know what I had for supper yesterday, do y'all? I don't. I'm trying to think. I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm serious. But, uh, you know, so, so I think one of the big things that we see is I don't want to be a prisoner to my past. I have, you have, we have as believers. We've been entrusted with God's greatest gift, the story of Jesus Christ. Is that freeing? Is that freeing to you to know that he poured out his blood for your sin and my sin, that he died on the cross, that he rose on the third day? Hey, look, that's what we celebrate all the time when we get together. But especially now as we go into Easter, Resurrection Weekend coming up next weekend, man, that is, that's everything. That's it. He rose. Because he rose, we have life. We, we have forgiveness. I don't have to look in my, in my rearview mirror no more. That's not that I, I think, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to go on down the road. I'm going to learn from that. I'm going to ask God to heal that. I'm going to ask God to help me that I don't make that mistake again if that was the case or whatever. Or, or if somebody's wounded me, Lord, help me to deal with that situation. See, a lot of times we, we, we pray for God to change the other person. Y'all ever pray that? I'm like, yeah. But sometimes what he chooses to do is just work on you a little more. And that's okay too. I'll tell you what, we can all use a little work. I'm just saying, I'm speaking to me first. How about this? Sometimes you got to just let it go. Oh, man. Anybody got a problem? How many people got a good grip? Oh, man, I met people got a good grip on the past. Mm, they're going to drag it with them, boy. Yeah, you remember that time in third grade? <laughs> I mean, whatever, you know? And like I said, as we get older, we start, we start reeling back the stories and everything else. Oh, it, it's just amazing. But we get shackled to our past. Sometimes we got to let it go. That doesn't mean that we, we agree with everything. But if we let it go, we have the privilege to keep on going and keep on allowing God to bring the best into our life. Let's keep on rolling with this. This is a really great statement. And I think you guys, we can, we can camp here for just a minute. Don't buy the lie that God's best plan is behind us and he does not have a better plan in front of us. I want that to sink in. We think we've blown it so bad that God can never use us. And if you ever want to see somebody live right in your face that felt like that, you're looking at them. I have to remind myself that daily. How about you guys? I have to remind myself, you know, that was yesterday, that was last week, that was whatever. His grace is fresh. His mercy is fresh. If I'm going to be any type of, of, of person to be used for God, I've got to let that go. I've got to move forward. I've got to realize that the best plan is ahead 
in my life. I've got to keep my eyes on that. So many times I think, man, I, I, I just, oh, I couldn't do that. I've shared this many times. I see some new faces here. Right on this road, many, many years ago, I used to come right down this road on Tuesday nights and go to a home Bible study down there. I was so grateful for people loving me where I was speaking into my life. And this was about a time when God was really dealing with my heart about ministry. And I, I, I knew in my heart, did you ever just know some things? When somebody just pounded on you, God, God was calling me into the ministry. And I'm coming down by Clayton Rollins, and I'm thinking I'm having this conversation out loud with the Lord, and I'm going, Lord, I got some luggage. I got some bad stuff in my life, right? And, 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 and man, let me tell you, at one minute I'm driving, I'm going, God, you would actually use me? There was some hope. God, you're going to use my life? I'm thinking, I don't know how, but I know that you're... You're doing it. And by the time I got on that corner right there, it was like the devil pulled up the full view of your past. Boom. Roll the footage. I'm going, ooh, that ain't good. Eee, that ain't good. Oh, man. And I was going like this. Right on down. Because I was buying the lie that God's best plan was behind me. instead of the better plan was in front of me. And right about the time that I got past this building, the Lord spoke to my heart. I want you to look into my word. I want you to look at the people that I used in the past. And all this started going off in my mind. And it just flipped the script. Boom. And then it was like, did I use David? Did I use Moses? Did I use Paul? Did I use Peter? Let me tell you, the time I got down to the Bible study, I was like, whoa, God's going to use me. Will you let him use you? You know how I knew God was going to use me? Because I had already decided in my mind and my heart, and I trusted God that I'm not going to let my past paralyze me. Let me tell you something. I've got to remind myself of that. How about you guys? Because the world will point your past out and remind you that, you know, how you came up short. How about that? They'll, oh, man. They'll let you know. You remember, man? You know? Somebody said something the other day. said, oh, I met somebody that knew you. I said, what time frame? They said, when you were playing in the clubs, I said, oh, yeah, they were a bartender. They said, oh, this is getting worse as we go along. Yeah. And they said, well, you're a nice guy. I go, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember them. Whew. You know, you don't know. But I know this. Regardless of what's in the past, God has something better up front. God has something better up front. And I'm going to tell you this. That right there was freeing in my life. When I, when I was listening to the Lord and, and just saying, Lord, you know what? I know I've blown it. I'll know I'll blow it some more. But I know one thing. If you will use me, I will do my best to be usable. If you will entrust me with what you're telling me here, I'm going to get out of the way and let you do something in my life. And I have never regretted that. The regret I have in that is that I waited so long. But you know what? God's not bound by time. But you know what? <laughs> I bet y'all praying for that air conditioner to kick back on, ain't you? I get it's either off or on. Somebody play with it if they want. I know it's getting, getting, getting hot in here. But you know what? Regardless of what, <laughs> amen. It is what it is. It is what it is. It's all good. We're at home, so that's good. If you push it, it goes like two degrees either way, man. But you know what? That's kind of like us. We think we got something set. I'm going to use that as a teaching. We think we got something set. And we think we got it dialed in and it's going to be just so. And then it overshoots. Or then it's under. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's too fast. It's too slow. That's life, man. That's life. 
If I waited in my life for everything to be just perfect, I'd have been sitting on the bus stop still. Amen. How about you guys? You got to get out there sometime. You got to take that step. We got to see what's going on. We can't let past regrets take over our future. Somebody say amen if you can. All right. I'm rolling through it. I got a lot for us today. Here we go. I don't have all the answers. I know I surprised you when I wrote that, didn't I? Whew, look at this. Look at Moses here. Exodus 3.13. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent, sent me to you. And they ask me, what is your name? Then what do I tell them? He's any way that he could get out of this thing. I'm too old. Man, I got a bad past. God said, I'll take care of that. Yeah, but who did I say sent me? I am that I am. Not I was, not I'm going to be, I am. But we could do that sometime, can't we? You ever had somebody say, who do you think you are? You want to say, how long do you got? Let me tell you about what God's done in my life. That's never a point that, that elevates us. It elevates God if we, if we share it from our heart. Man, I'm going to tell you what. When I talk to people, I say, man, I'll tell you. I, I know I share this sometimes. People say, man, you playing any music? Yeah, every week, baby. Every week. Woo! What's the name of your band? Keep the promise. Oh, yeah, that's cool, yeah. What's going on? Oh, man. That's all right. Where are you playing? Oh, man, I got a house gig, baby. It's good. You ought to come down and check us out. We're jamming every week. Really? Really? Where is it at? The church. They go, oh, oh. We have the privilege to come boldly to the throne of grace. We have the privilege, even though we don't have all the answers. We have the name above all names, and his name is Jesus. Amen. A risen Savior. Look at this. How about this? You ever feel, I don't know enough. I'm just preaching to me this week because I'm telling you, this thing was all over me as I was going through. I, I don't know enough. If you wait till you know enough, you're going to miss everything. I'm telling you. Jesse does a lot of his business stuff, and he's learning all the time, and he's sharing stuff with me. And, and I've adapted this saying, and I hope it comes out right so you understand. When we did our first CD, our first tape, I knew a few things, and then when we did the second tape or CD, I knew a few more things. Did with the fourth one, learned a few more. And I said, son, you know what? I didn't do the first, the, the fourth tape CD first. We did the first one first. Meaning, we're going to learn every time. But I, if I'd have kept saying, well, it ain't going to make it. I listen to that stuff now and I go, whoo, glad we won't there, you know, now. But you had to take that step, right? First day of school, you didn't know everything. Man. How many people went all day to kindergarten? We had half day. They couldn't take us all day. <laughs> it half day, man. Them teachers were like, no, no, no. Oh, man, I remember my first day of school. How many people remember the first day of school? <laughs> Mr. Bob, you remember your first day of school? Yeah, was it good? It was good. <laughs> I bet you there's more. He'll tell me offline about that in a little bit. First day of school, I had a banana split lunchbox. Y'all remember banana split? That thing was awesome, man. Had that, cherry Kool-Aid, and I got all upset because my mom would not fix me a mayonnaise sandwich. She said, they'll think we ain't got no money. <laughs> all we got is mayonnaise, but I want mayonnaise. No, we got to put something on the bread. I don't want it. I don't want to go, right? And then me and my main man, Ronnie, man. Me and Ronnie, y'all hear me talk about Ronnie. Me and Ronnie's on there. Ronnie was experienced because he was like number five of, of the kids. So they knew everything. See, my sister was six years older. Life changes at six years difference. You know, she's, oh, you'll be all right. I was like, <laughs> I didn't want to go. I'm holding on Ruthie's leg. That's why it's bowed like it is. 
want to go, Mama? Get off me, boy. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here. We get on the bus. We go down, man. I'm going to tell you what. We're going, I don't know this. I don't, I mean, Ronnie knew all the songs, everything else. The songs have changed the time. My sister's teaching me the songs. And I'm not so sure she didn't set me up on some of those songs. I, I did the same thing with my kids. Denise said, you're going to mess them up. I said, no, come on. Let's just have a little spice of life in these things. I would tell Thomas all types of stories. I'd huff and I'd puff and I'd eat your jelly beans. I had them all woven together. He's going, what? I had them on the edge, you know, just all the story. Oh, yeah, that big bad wolf chopped the tree down, you know. And then he had a golden goose and he took it to this wolf. And she, he's going, what? Really? Really? <laughs> I had him going, man. He went to school. My dad said it's not like that. <laughs> I had them all woven in there. I said, well, we heard them all before. Just run them together. We got to go to bed, boy. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know enough. You right there. But God knows it all. And then here's something else. We get all tied up with the what ifs. What if this doesn't work? What if this doesn't go through? What if what, all this? And, and you know, a lot of times when we do the what ifs, I think we really leave God out of the equation, don't we? Because if we're going with God in the center of the equation, does what if really matters? It don't matter. God's not going, oh, didn't see that one coming. He sees the beginning from the end. He's working all things together for the good. Don't what if yourself out of a blessing. How about this? You have to take a leap of faith sometimes, don't we? We got to do it. I probably shared this before. How we doing on time? I'll make sure y'all get to the buffet on time. Everything's going to be good. Right? We turn around. Went. My buddy was a truck driver. He said, hey, man, I told my brother-in-law about you. He's got a church in Richmond. He said, man, he listened to some of you. He wants you to come and preach. I said, but I play music. He said, well, man, just share the word, put it out. Share the word just like you're sharing with me every time I call you. Just give me the word. I mean, they were some Holy Ghost boy. They were ready. I said, okay. I got there. I went over that. My buddy drove me. I went over my sermon three or four times. Three or four times. Three or four times. See, I hadn't been to a church like that. Oh, yeah. It was good. I knew I was going to like it because they had the food on when you got there. Hey, you want to try this? The guy's in there. You want to try this? I don't think I want to. It's got to be in your mind. You need to try some of this. Yeah. They shove it right in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, that's good. What was it? Yeah, you know. We get there. He says, all right. He said, this is what we're going to do. How you doing? All right. He said, what we're going to do is uh, we'll do a little music, and then uh, we're going to get you to come up here and share a little bit. Evidently, sharing a little bit didn't mean preaching your sermon. That means just share a little bit. We'll get to your sermon. So I got up there, and I said, good to see everybody. And my buddy was in the back. He had heard the sermon about three or four times. I went through that sermon and everything. Whew, amen. All right. Got ready to sit down. The other guy said, oh, brother, that was, that was fantastic. I appreciate your testimony. He said, right now, now y'all put your hands together here and let's pray. He's going to bring the message now. <laughs> what if? <laughs> I don't have no more message. That was it. What, what if? It was a leap of faith. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, this little, this little old lady with a squeeze box saved my life that day. She was up there. They had, because if you, if you had an instrument, you could just bring it and jam. It didn't matter. You didn't even know how to play it. She was squeezing that thing, and it was like, I was like, what in the world? Boy, she was just happy. She had that thing going. But I know she did a lot of amening. I said, that's right. I said, Lord, what am I going to do? I said, well, you know, I, I, I hate to hog all this time. I said, the Lord's leading me, and I'm praying for wisdom to, to maybe y'all share a little testimony. Anybody got a testimony? Then they say, whoo, I got a testimony. 
I said, well, go ahead, share a little bit, sister. She started talking. She started when she was about four years old. I thought, Lord, I hope she's 90 because I got a lot of time. And she went on through and she went on through and she went on through and she went on there. I said, you know what? Anybody else got a testimony? Everybody else is like this. No, he ain't got no testimony. I said, you know what, sister? I don't think I could have said it any better than you. Let's bow our heads and pray. <laughs> my, buddy said, my buddy, as soon as he said that, I looked at him and he got up and he was like this. He was back there praying. He, goes, he ain't got nothing else. He ain't got nothing. And that point right there, I said, I will never, ever, ever, Lord, I don't ever want to be unprepared. Man, I'm going to tell you what. That was something. We drove back home. I was just like this. I thought they wanted me to do the message, not share a testimony. That's all I had. He said, man, that lady with the squeeze box saved your life, didn't she? I said, yes. Man, I said, you, you want to sing another song? Come on, let's do it. This is the day. This is the day. Lord, help me. And man, I tell you what we laugh about. I was terrified. But I'm going to tell you what. I learned something from that. You know what? God is able. God will put people in the, in the midst of your path. See, I thought it was all about me, but it wasn't about me. Like, you know what? That lady spoke into my life. Now, I don't know if anybody else got anything out of it, but I know one thing. She had been through so much. There was no reason in the physical for this lady to ever have a smile on her face, and you couldn't wipe the smile off her face because Jesus was faithful. The Lord had taken care of that lady. I just, I just sat back down, and I was like this. Wow. Wow. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding a little bit about it today, but that's true. And I thought, man, Lord, that's what, I think that's what we needed to hear. So many times, you know what? We say we don't have all the answers. God will provide the answers when we take a leap of faith. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. Well, let's see what we got here. Oh, yeah. We get insecure. I know that doesn't happen to anybody here, but you know what? We can have that happen a little bit. Look at this. Excuse. Uh, oh, excuse. No, Exodus. Excuse me. 410. But Moses pleaded with the Lord, oh, Lord, I'm not very good with words. I never have been, and I'm not now. Even though you have, you have spoken to me, I get tongue-tied, and my words get tangled. Man. Anybody ever get nervous getting in front of a crowd to talk? Yeah. Anybody get nervous standing up at school, had to give a book report, anything like that? Maybe give it something that, uh, that you, but you know what? It's okay, because everybody else is nervous, too. We had a guy in the fourth grade, we had to do current events. Guy's name was Lewis. I'll never forget it. I felt bad for Lewis, and I didn't like to go. I was getting sick every day. It was like, it's current events. It's current events. I need to stay home. My mom said, you need to get to school. Oh, man. And I had one buddy would get the smallest little teeny article, and he'd go, yeah, that happened. That's the way it was. <laughs> he said, we had to get in front of the class. My boy, Lewis. He's probably, he, probably a sportscaster now. He would get up there. And, and this is the way. And it was going to happen. And everybody's going, oh, Lord, please. And he, Lewis was the guy that had like the whole Sunday paper to give his. And you go, oh, my goodness, Lewis, come on. Man, he's just going strong. And everything. But he was getting going and everything else. But you know what? He always volunteered. He always went ahead and did his very best. And, of course, you know, kids, we were joking and everything else. But I'm going to tell you what the truth was. He was a whole lot braver than me. I was up there going, oh. and uh, that's the way it was, you know. But you know what? That's what's going on here. Hey, I don't speak good. I don't know all that. Let me tell you what. 
Isn't it amazing when you just allow God to use you just the way you are? Then there's one answer that it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. You know, people ask me a lot of questions. I don't know the answer. I point them to the answer because it's, 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 the Lord's going to give us the answer. But you know what? You can't do a million things good. We tell you sometimes, stay in your lane, you know? What is it that God's called you to do? And in the midst of doing that, you can let him shine. You can let him work through your life. Look at this. What I say earlier, it's not about us. Look what else he does here. Exodus 4.11, then he says, Then the Lord asked Moses, Who makes a person's mouth? Who, de who decides whether people speak or, or do not speak? Hear or do not hear? See or do not see? Is it not the Lord? Now, I'm going to tell you what, that right there, I'll speak. When we get this in our spirit and realize God's the one running the show, that God is able, even in the midst of our bumps, bruises, and setbacks, that God can use you, God will use you, are you willing for God to use you? Now, how many have heard this right here? I'm going to read this. I bet you all have heard this before. This old saying has been around a long time. God does not call the qualify. He qualifies the call. The called. So I put an ED on there. But, you know, I know that God has a plan for each one of us. And it might look totally different than mine. It might look totally different than hers. But it's necessary. God is a God of variety. And God's using all these things together for the good. And, and I'll tell you, just like as, we, as we're working on the building, and doing, you know what? You got some people working and pulling wrenches and wires and all that. Man, praise God. You got some people giving. You got some people praying. You got some, it all works together. Because I'm going to tell you, you don't want me with no hammer. You do not want no hammer. I'll tell you what, I went to undo one of the TVs yesterday. It was broken 963 pieces. I was like, I did not do that. But let me tell you how good God is. We took one of the TVs out. It's broke. I mean broke. We got to take it back. We go to take it back. They won't let us exchange the TV. You got to, I don't know, cash out and then go buy another TV. I was like, whatever. So we go over there and get a TV. It's $20 cheaper. Break the other one. I was like, man, I said, think God's working that. I'm telling you what, we had a problem with a cable. We were riding, Lord, we need that cable to work. Lord, we need that cable to work. Get a text. God's good. The cable's working. Woo! I want to tell you, man. I can't say enough about the Lord. I can't say enough how God works through you guys. It's amazing. So you know what? We don't need to be insecure. We just need to be trusting God. Amen? It's easier said than done, but I tell you what, as we trust him in the little things, he'll build our faith and show us the greater things. Amen? Here we go. Bringing it home. Obstacles of disobedience. Look at this. Back to Exodus 4.13. But Moses replied, please, Lord, send someone else. That's where we started. Made a full circle here. After all these things, a burning bush, the Lord speaking to folks, everything else. And we said, no, Lord, send somebody else. Moses was looking for a way out. Man, don't let that happen to you. Don't, don't live your life poured out. Or, or just don't live your life not poured out. How about I say that? Poured out for the Lord. I've said this many times. I've talked to folks that, that are getting ready to cross out over to, to be with the Lord. And most times when I talk to those folks, they wish they'd have been involved more of the things of the Lord. They're not trying to buy their way to heaven. They're not trying to work their way to heaven. But I think we all know, and, we, and it's biblical, we've preached on before, there's a day we've got to give account. How many people want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant? 
I want to make sure that you hear what I'm saying. I am not talking about working your way to heaven. You cannot work your way to heaven. It's by grace you're saved through faith. Not that itself, it's a gift of God. And I pray today, and as we go into resurrection weekend, next weekend, I pray that many people hear that with an open heart and receive the good news of the death, burial, resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, the only one that takes away the sin. Amen? There's only one way to heaven. It's through the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you what, it's available for you today. Why would you put that off? I think that all the time. Why did I put it off? Why did I put it off? Why did I put it off? You know what? We are not guaranteed another minute. One thing we are guaranteed that we will someday take our last breath unless we go up in the rapture. All right? But I'll tell you what. I say it all the time. You might not know when you're going, but you can know where you're going. Are you secure in Christ? I pray before it's all over today that you will realize it's about being obedient to the call of the Lord. Are you willing to adjust your life to be used by God? Man, I, I wrote a few things down here. I want to share that. I said sometimes things can just get a little uncomfortable. I wrote this here. I said sometimes the best thing we can do is take a detour from our own plans and follow God. I need to take a detour from some of my own plans sometimes. I think it ought to be this way at this time and this way and this way and look this way, this color, this, that. How about, am I the only one? Y'all think like that? We think, well, it's got to be this way. And surely God must want to do it this way. You know, but maybe God's got a cheaper TV for you, but a better TV at a cheaper price for you. Maybe God's going to show you something in the midst of that. He said, while you're riding to go get the other TV, I want you to pray because I'm going to show you that I'll answer prayers and fix that cable. You say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? You're not going to reason away my miracle. He's risen. And I'm going to trust God. How about you? I know that he's faithful. I know he's sitting on the right-hand side of God inter inter interceding for you and I. So I'm going to tell you what. Why will we live any less? We get charged up here a little bit, I hope. And then we get in the car. And then we stay in a long line for lunch. And then you realize you've got to go to work on Monday. And life starts kicking in. Do you forget about the message? Do you forget about whose you are? Don't do that. Don't let the devil rob you. Are you willing to adjust your life to be used a little bit? Got a story for you. I'll bring it on home. Yesterday I was getting some gas. And I saw a lady get out of her car and it was on speakerphone. And man, her husband was catching it. I don't usually drive this car. I don't even know what side the gas cap's on. I'm thinking, it might be that one right there. I, just, I was pumping my gas. And he would say, baby, it's, it's, it's on the left-hand side. Said, well, it's not opening. It's not opening. And I, don't, I hate driving this car. Everybody's looking now. I'm thinking, ooh, ooh, I'm pumping gas. So he said, just if it won't come open, take one of the keys and just prop it open. That lady grabbed her key, shoved it in the opposite side and went, Boom, broke the key off. I said, I got to get involved in this here. Because I know this guy's going to catch it when he gets home. It ain't working now. Broke the key. I said, ma'am, yes. How you doing? I said, uh, can I take a look at that for you? Please. I got a man here now, a man that's going to try to help me. <laughs> it ain't going to be good for this guy when he gets home. I go over to the door. And I see a button that's got the gas thing on it. I went, click. How'd you do that? I said, God's good, isn't he? She said, but I was doing that. I said, I got the touch, ma'am. I did, I did. She said, evidently you do. I said, yeah. I said, I had to push it a couple of times. And she said, I done broke my key. Well, some nice young man helped me. I'm going to get gas now. 
I said, can you believe that the Lord would send some fat, long-haired guy to help you in the middle of your storm? She said, ain't that something? She said, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> she said, I didn't mean it like that. I said, I'm just saying. So she said, I didn't mean it like that. And then, you know what? I'm sitting there. I'm still pumping, still pumping again. She goes, I guess I just need a little bit more patience. I said, I want to say, hey, you're going to need a new key, too. I hope that ain't the key. I hope that ain't the key that starts your car. That back. She said, oh, let me tell her. Busted that key up. It was a stubby after that. I was like, ooh, that's not good. But she realized in the midst of those things, right, that if she slowed down, it's going to be all right. She was trying to do it her way. And I had to laugh because you know what? I've been that person. Have y'all? Have y'all ever been that person? Oh, I got to have it right now. I got to do this, everything else. I'll, I'll give you one, a real-time one. I plugged everything in today. Everything's going on. I'm saying, I got stuff on. Turning stuff on. Check, 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 check. I can't do anything. Tony said, is it on? I said, it's on. I give it just like the lady. I could have learned nothing. I should have learned something. It's on. Click, 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 click. She said, uh, well, let's, I said, I know it's something simple. And she went back there and she says, you didn't put the electrical cord in the board. I said, would that do it? <laughs> I was getting ready to get my key out and break it off in there. No. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? How many times have I set that thing up? A lot in seven and a half years, I can tell you that. And I was like, man. And I thought about that lady, right? I'm the same guy sometimes. But you know what? Through our, our obedience, man, things can turn around. Look at this. I said, obedience calls us to sacrifice something sometimes. Sometimes it's our comfort. Sometimes it's our time. Sometimes it's our money. Sometimes it's our ear. Sometimes it's our stuff. But I'm going to tell you what. You can't outgive God. And this is what I was getting to earlier. I said, don't live beneath your God-given potential. That's what I want you to hear out of all this. Because you know what? We give God a lot of excuses. You know what? We actually give ourselves a lot of excuses, don't we? We give ourselves a lot of excuses. Well, I would if I could. You know what? If I had all that, if I had their money... You ain't never heard that before. Well, if I had that car, if I had that job, all those different things, right? If, 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 if you just stayed in your lane and listened to what God says and, and moved when God said, I guarantee you, you'd be all that God called you to be and me. But so many times we live beneath our God-given potential. I can promise you I never thought that I would be in the ministry. But I'm going to tell you what, I wouldn't want to do anything else but share Jesus, Amen. You say, well, I don't feel like I'm called to ministry. That's okay. Whatever it is, God knows where you are. God knows what you're going through. God knows who you're going to run into at the gas pump, right? Are you willing to sacrifice a little time? Are you willing to be obedient in the midst of the storm? Are you willing to say, God, use me? I pray that you are because God will use you. Right where you are. You don't have to clean up. You don't have to, to, to learn more, everything. Just trust him. Just trust him. How many people are going to trust him this week? Right? I pray if folks are listening, they say, you know what? Today, I'm just going to, I'm going to take God at his word. Because you know what? He is faithful. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you so much that even when we go through the Bible, we know that other folks dealt with the same things that we do, that we love to give excuses, Lord. But man, we just, we miss out on so much when we don't trust God. First, we talk about salvation. There's a point that, that, that we die, and then there's going to be the judgment. There's a point that, you know what? I pray that you come to peace with knowing 
that there's one way to heaven. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. I pray that as you listen to this today or whatever day it may be, that you hear that God is for you. That you hear that God gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That our sin separates us from God. But God loved you so much that he left heaven and paid that sin debt in full. Jesus Christ, who knew no sin, became sin for us. He never sinned, but he paid the price because he needed an ultimate sacrifice. And that ultimate sacrifice was Jesus. And he's alive. And he is risen. And we are grateful. So today, if you've never called on the name of Jesus, don't let anything stop you from trusting God. You say, what do I do? You know what? Realize that we all sin. The Bible said all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Realize that you need a Savior, and there is only one Savior, the one true God, the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can receive him by faith, by what he did. We realize that. Jesus came to this earth as a man and lived in perfect relationship with God the Father to show us what God looks like. And not only that, he willingly laid his life down because sin brings forth death. And so for us to conquer sin, someone had to pay the debt. And the one who conquered sin, name is Jesus. And you can receive his free gift today by calling on the name of Jesus. You can pray it from your heart. It's not just mumbling words. I say that often. It's a heart condition and trusting in the finished work of the cross, the gospel message, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin, Lord. Today I turn from my sin and I turn to you as my Savior. Lord, I receive you as my Savior. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. Lord, today, come into my life and save me. And the Bible says when we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, that you know what? That you will be saved. Friends, don't leave here the same way that you came in. Don't listen to this message and just turn it off and not let it transform your life because it's the life-giving power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And his name is Jesus. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. All right. Well, we don't have no excuses now, do we?